One More Turn. Episode 510, Heart to Heart. <sighs> Kayla, your shift ended more than an hour ago. You're still here. <clears throat> Nora, you're, you're here. Uh, how are you? Uh, are you alright? Can I get... Um... It's been three months since that car ride to the hospital. Three months since you saw me in bed. That came out more awkward than I had intended. No matter. Max and I are back into routine. Or I suppose a new routine is more accurate. In any event, we're settling. He's going to see Gary and Riley about getting back into the townhouse. How could you afford that with two more mouths to feed? Well, three, mother included. You know as well as I do that business has picked up there considerably after the local paper reported the birth of our children. It takes a village, indeed. We've even gotten one of Max's brothers to agree to help out in his off-season. Are you up to training him? Surely. Don't call me Shirley. Then there's the lower-than-expected interest rate we're now paying on our mortgage to Avery and Bella. Ah, uh, she had one of her flashes. Pardon me? Oh, that's... My term to describe those fleeting moments when Bella does something nice for someone just to be nice. As infrequent and creepy as they may be, they're substantial, so you and Max are getting back to normal? Well, what's normal for you two, anyway? It's your voice, but Carson's words that I'm hearing. I still miss him, but that helps. And yes, Max and I are getting back to normal. We had our first heart-to-heart in months earlier this week. He even initiated it. Left me with the impression that you had initiated yours. Pardon me now? The heart-to-heart between you two earlier this year. It may have been his perspective, but I think I finally got a fairly objective account of what you discussed on that field. Nora, what happened to that soccer field? Yeah, that was heart-to-heart. Men really are from Mars. You say that from the surface of Venus. What of your little lad and lady? Mora and Max are fine too, though we have yet to have any heart-to-hearts. <laughs> that they're too young to be corrupted by my mother also means that they're too young to remember the attempts. Wasn't Max the one complaining about her all but moving in with you two? Before our children were born, yes. But since, well, I've come around to his thinking. Ah, oh, so she's on her way out? Eh, seeing how Max came around to my way of thinking simultaneously. Oh, And, oh, girl. <laughs> yeah, she's probably going to be sticking around for a while still. She and Max fuss enough over the three of us so much you'd think we were outnumbered. Now, speaking of Carson earlier... Yes, Mother Hen, we're fine as well. With all due respect, man-child. You say that at the intersection of irony and much. There is no way you and Shakespeare are fine. Male or female, you'd have to have had some kind of interaction to have any semblance of a heart-to-heart with one another. If I agree with you now, can I get back to being lost in my thoughts? And so you have more than one at any given time? Oh, don't give me that pathetic creature look. What's really on your mind, then? I've got more respect for the exes in my life than Gary, Hudson, and Riley combined. And and that scares me more than the thought that the sixth season might be Friendship is Magic's last. 
Unless you want me to convince Max to start raising our children as mobile gamers. Oh god, no. I'd better hear from Carson that he's heard from you within the day. Bye now. Your brother told me about what you did. No need to be confused. Riley showed me a picture of you. She got one thing wrong, though. Which is? You and Hudson do share a physical trait. Which is? Your eyes. Different color, same intensity. They say that your eyes are the window to the soul. I do believe I should feel insulted. From what he's told me, most people he knows thinks he does not have one. <laughs> Ma'am, if we can agree to be direct... Direct and expedient with each other. I know your tagline. Riley told me all about it. What I hope you're going to tell me all about is why you're here. I saw Caleb on my way in as he was making his way out. I had hoped to ask him how his relationship with Carson has been going since he moved... You may not. What? First you deflect my question, then employ informal language? You're more awkward than your reputation led me to believe. Now I'm telling you not to ask Caleb any such thing. Is that direct and expedient enough for you? I thought conversing with Riley, Avery even, was taxing. You are a strange, awkward man, and I know strange and awkward men. I'm married to one. But I don't think you were taken aback by Riley as reaching out to you. Not at all. I'm sensing a pattern. You agreed to meet her at her place of business. You met Avery at her place of business. Now here you are meeting me at, surprise, surprise, my business. I heard that you were tied to this Reese character somehow. Probably met her at her place of business when she was a total stranger to you too. Isn't that so? This... This is... is highly irregular. Your word choice and demeanor tell me that you regard me as more foe than friend, when I am neither. I do not know you people well enough, nor you me, to make that determination. That you're still referring to us as you people is telling. You have set that divide. It is us versus you. Who are you? Your, well, allied with Avery, Bella, and by extension, Reese falls into this mix somewhere. From what I've gathered, you regard us as Max, myself, Caleb, Riley, Gary, and Hudson. That about cover it? With all due respect, you and your husband are bit players in the grander scheme of our plans for this town. This town is my home. It is home to my husband, my children, my mother, my friends, Gary and Hudson too. Go if you want to go. Stay if you want to stay. Be a part of our lives or not. That's really up to you as much as it is any one of us. But we are not a project. We are not test subjects. And this is not an experiment. You and your crew not liking what we're doing? Do something else yourselves and leave us out of it. Interference is a two-way street. And if you step in my lane again, I'll run you over.
if my mother and father had a parental instinct like yours, they wouldn't have given Hudson up for adoption, and I wouldn't have been made to feel guilty for being born. Oh no, hey, wait just a minute. You can't drop a familiar bombshell like that as we part. And with that, I'm feeling guilty for telling him he should be sorry. Cripes. One More Turn, written and created by Daniel Dan Q. Quick, edited by Michael Ubermarkler Bryant and Dark Cloud, directed and produced by Daniel Dan Q. Quick. Characters in order of appearance Caleb, voiced by Michael Ubermarkler Bryant, Nora, voiced by Heather Paw Print 42 Motes, Caden, voiced by Ernie Darkest Onion. Sounds courtesy of freesound.org. Music by Kevin McLeod. Voiceovers by Canas Albinus. Visit the One More Turn website at onemoreturn.net. Copyright Civilized Communication at civcom.net. On the next episode of One More Turn. Do you or do you not want to keep subletting this place? It's our place. Do you not want to? <laughs> oh, the time to ask me that was before we agreed to sublet from them in the first place. After they offered it and after we came to a consensus to do so. In private. <laughs>